1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One at Super Scoreboard. St Mirren and Rangers meet in the Betfred Cup tonight with St Johnson and Hibs already through to the semi-finals. It's Hatem Alhamed on his way from Celtic and the trial of concussion subs is approved. I'm Alison Conroy and joining me in the studio tonight are Chris Burke and Mark Weedy. Yeah, a big night of cup football once again. As you said, St Mirren against... Rangers and Paisley, of course, no Alfredo Morelos tonight for Rangers. And West Lothian, Livingston against Ross County, the draws tonight after the St Mirren Rangers game, who will be paired with St Johnston and Hibs, winners last night. And we're just four nights away from the Scottish Cup final on Sunday. I think it's an absolute cracker. Celtic against Hart, Celtic going for the quadruple treble against a championship team led by Robbie Nielsen and Lee McCulloch. They will be right up for it in a team that contains... Just to add to the drama, Craig Gordon and Stephen A. Smith, what a cracking 90 minutes we've got on Sunday. Yep, no, it's, it's interesting and it's good to see that, you know, I think the, the Hearts-Celtic game will be an interesting one for, for me to look at it because those Hearts team have got, as much as they're underdogs, they've got vast experience in that um, team. Uh, obviously one that's getting played later on after what's happened with COVID. So, yep, tonight we'll be looking forward to as well, can... Rangers keep that continuous form on. Um, or can St Mirren, you know, upset and be the underdogs and do what nobody has done yet? You can give us a call tonight on 01419511025 or tweet us at Clyde SSB. Now, before we get down to business, we've got some congratulations. We have a new Super Scoreboard listener. <laughs> yes, we do. Congratulations to Gordon Duncan and his wife, Chinsia, baby Sophia was born just after one o'clock this morning, £7.8, all doing well. Lovely, great news. Yep, congratulations to, to Gordon and Chinsia eh, for that. And um, baby Sophia, a beautiful name. My middle daughter is called Sophia, so it's uh, a good choice. But yeah, glad to hear that they're all yep. doing well. And uh, for Gordon, we'll see him in, in about 2024 <laughs> when his, his life gets uh, some semblance of yeah. uh, normality back to But good luck to him all, that's great news. He's going to be absolutely shattered now, isn't he? <laughs> he and loves his sleep, Gordon does. He's he does shattered. love his sleep. That's the thing, like, when you told me he just had a little baby girl there and it's his first, I had a little cheeky grin on myself. <laughs> uh, you do that as a parent to just to say, yeah, good luck with that. The firstborn, ooh. I know, boy. I did say to him earlier, I was like, welcome to the, the crazy but wonderful world of parenthood. So congratulations, Gordon and Chinsia. So, first of all, let's get to Rangers away to St Mirren tonight for a place in the semi-finals of the Bet Fred Cup. Obviously, Hibs are already through, St Johnson are already through. How do you see this one tonight? St Mirren, I think, haven't scored in the last six meetings with Rangers. Yeah, look, Rangers got heavy favourites, and, and rightly so. Um, you know, they've got a bit between their teeth, I say, they're a well-oiled machine, Rangers. They, they, they look, to me, they look unbeatable just now. Um, on Sunday it wasn't silky mm-hmm. on Sunday but it was a bit they looked like a team that had just came off the back of like six Thursday nights in Europe but that said they had to dig in two set pieces sleeves rolled up I'm sure Stephen Gerrard's message you know what let's get in and out job done on the bus down the road three points in the bag and that's exactly what they managed to do it was a professional uh, performance get into tonight St Mirren though I think they're in the uh, uh, Nine games unbeaten yep. themselves, so they'll get into it full of confidence. And you know, one thing about the St. Mirren team is that I don't think there's a great deal of experience in the team, especially middle to front. 
But they've got good pace in their team And if they can relax Then they'll, they'll certainly cause Rangers one or two problems But that said I expect Stephen Gerrard to go with his strongest team This is the first chance The, the Betfred Cup is the first chance for Stephen Gerrard to get a trophy in the cabinet And they'll very much be looking to, to get into that uh, draw tonight St Johnson Hibbs in there too So I'd expect Rangers to win tonight um, Allison in 90 minutes And Livingston to win in 90 minutes And they'll join St Johnson Hibbs in the draw Yeah Mark, I can't really argue with you there eh? <laughs> um, I do think that Livingston will you know, win the match in 90 minutes And I think they actually might win it a, bit, a little bit comfortable um, I would probably predict about a 3-1 or a, even a 4-1 in, in my view Just because of what's happened of late at Livingston You know, they seem to be scoring a lot of goals mm-hmm. since Martindale's, you know, took over And Ross County's obviously a little bit of a sticky bit, sticky bit of form um, And to the St Mirren and Rangers game It's going to be so difficult for St Mirren, you know But as again, you said, that's nine games now I think they're unbeaten Which is a fant- fantastic achievement for them um, They seem to have been fueled a little bit uh, by the the results that were given to them, obviously with deduction of points as well, which helped them and um, yep. spurred them on a little bit. So, you know, and beating Aberdeen as well is before yeah. the before that, which is it's great great to see that they've done that as well against a, a top Aberdeen side that were probably one of the favourites to what mm-hmm. to, to to win the cup competition. So, it'll be interesting to see because I just think that as much as Rangers are on form, everybody's maybe looking for that. When's that next slip up? When's it, when's when's going to be mm-hmm. the slip up? Um, and is it tonight and, you know, uh, uh, Wednesday night um, at, at St Mirren? But I would say it would be a terrible pitch to play on, but I must say credit to the groundsman. It's, it is top quality yeah. surface. It's the best pitch I've played on um, since the start of the season anyway. Is it? It's uh, yeah, yeah, best surface, yeah. It's like Premier League standard, honest. Know that I've played much in the Premier League, but <laughs> <laughs> that's what they say anyway, isn't it? Eh, no, honestly, Mark, it's it's terrific, terrific surface to play in, and that will probably suit Rangers a little, a little bit. But there's one thing that St. Mirren have done in the in previous times is that they've, you know, kept clean sheets. You know, they don't concede mm-hmm. many as mm-hmm. much as they don't score. They don't concede, and it will be a hard task tonight. Obviously, when you've got a free flow in Rangers, it can get goals from anywhere. Um, I just think down the sides for St. Mirren is going to be really important. Are they going to play two left backs, you know, um, against the likes of, of Tavernier and someone else, like the likes of Kent coming in, or maybe it's, you know, Roof who's on that side as well, to try and stop that right hand side. As much as the left hand side is important for, for Rangers, I think that right hand side needs to be nullified. Does he does he go with the four tonight through the middle? I think, I think he's gonna go Eaton. Yeah, I do. Mm. I think you might. Presence be, up yeah, there. I do. I think just because of the physicality in the game, you know, St. Mirren do like to you know mess it about a bit as well. So they're, and they're going to have to, especially if they're not going to. There's one thing tonight is that there's going to be a lot of possession, isn't there? At, at St. Yeah. Mirren for for Rangers. Um, so I think yeah, I think they're going to they're going to go with eating up top. What do you think? You think Defoe? I don't. I, mean, I, I, I like Defoe. <laughs> I'm just thinking he, he's tricky. He's 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 nippy. He's, he's got that experience, and you know when he does get the chance to start a game, mm-hmm. you can tell he's champing at the bit because he doesn't get the chance. But I can see what you're saying. We we Wheaton gives him that uh, bit of presence. Um, but uh, it'll, be, it'll be interesting. But one thing I, I don't think he'll take any chances. You know, you're, you're mm-hmm. at the business end. Celtic aren't in the competition. Yep. It is wide open, and you can see Rangers the clear favourites to win this competition, and it just. It'd just be so good for Rangers, for Stephen Gerrard's player to finally get that first trophy. I mean, yeah. the season is shaping up to be an absolute belter for them, but there's no silverware yet. And just getting that first one 
over the line is really important. Well, it is a, an eight o'clock kickoff in Paisley. Andrew McLean is already there for us. How is that pitch looking, Andrew? Yeah, as Chris was saying, the, the pitch is looking great, but it's Eating been your off, battered. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been absolutely battered by the conditions at the moment. The wind and the rain is swirling round at the moment. But as you were saying, we should be in for a decent night of football. St Mirren, as the guys touched on, unbeaten in nine if you discount those forfeited matches. They appear to be hitting their stride as well. It's taken a bit of time this season, but they're now clicking. You look at the, you look at the likes of Jake Doyle-Hayes, Jamie McGrath. They've been on really good form in the past few weeks. And as good as they've been, though, they're coming up against a pretty unstoppable looking Rangers at the moment 27 unbeaten across the whole season impressive performances week in week out and this is of course a trophy that they will be desperate to get in the bag as well St Mirren have yet to actually cause Steven Gerrard any problems since he arrived as well six games and six wins for the Ibrox side Rangers will be looking for that to continue in the rainy conditions here tonight I'll bring you the team news shortly as we know of course Alfredo Morelos sits this one out Sounds like a perfect night for a game of football. You can hear that wind swirling around yeah, St Mirren Park. It's definitely windy, but I think the the surface. I don't know about uh, about Chris, but I think you know under the floodlights midweek cup tie. Mm-hmm. You know a wee bit on the wee bit of surface. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I don't just means a wee bit of, <laughs> on, the, on the the surface that wee bit of grease. You yeah, know, yeah, you yeah, just yeah, the yeah, balls yeah. down, mm. and you need, you need to have a a good first touch and get it in, and it can be zipped about. You know, it can be. Dodgy one for goalkeepers um, too But a, a night like tonight yeah. Perfect for yeah, a game. The thing is It might suit Rangers a little bit more than St Mirren Especially when you've got that Whatever that was <laughs> I think that means you just pass the ball quick on the floor Isn't it? One and two touch Which which um, Rangers like doing it's right so, up your street parking, uh, right up, <laughs> I just run and kick it Whatever um, But no, uh, no I think with the quick slick passing of Rangers It mm. might suit them tonight Won't it? Well, let's hear from both managers, starting with St Mirren boss Jim Goodwin. We've done really well um, against Aberdeen, um, back-to-back games where obviously we're big underdogs going into that particular game. And I think we could view the Rangers game um, in a similar kind of mode. Um, you know, they're unbeaten. I think somebody said yesterday in about 27 games or something like that. They've been incredible domestically and also in Europe. So um, many teams have tried many different systems and formations against them but at the moment nobody's been able to stop them so hopefully I can uh, come up with some kind of plan that will um, give us a, the best chance possible of trying to get through to the next round. St. Men is certainly in a, in a good place. Uh, we've watched uh, a few of the games of late. We're obviously well aware of them. They came to Ibrox earlier in the season. Uh, Jim has them really well organised. Obviously they have a a good block, a good defensive organisation. They all want to defend the goal really well. And they've got threats within the team. They've got pace on the counter-attack from the sides. Uh, they have a focal point you can hold it up. And they've got a lot of energy that runs runs off that. So they've definitely got a plan and a way of playing. Um, you know, they're in a good place, as you say. The form of late is pretty good, but so is ours. And um, we've got good players. We've got players in fantastic place. We're going there with confidence. We want to get to, to Hamden and into a semi-final just as much as St Mirren. So it's all set up to be a, a good test and a good game and it's one we're looking forward to. From what we've already discussed, Jim Goodwin says he's going to try and find a plan. Do you think he can be the man to find that plan? Well, that's one thing about Jim Goodwin, uh, Alison. He is you know, a really good uh, young manager. You know, he's, he's been in the game now in management, I think maybe what, four years mm-hmm. between um, uh, Alloa and, uh, and St Mirren. And, um, you know, he... He picks a good player. Obviously, he's got a tight budget to work with, but I think he recruited pretty well um, in the summer. 
Um, you know, Jack Almick and goals been a terrific sign for me. He, he, you know, we, we had Hladke uh, leaving. <laughs> um, they were big gloves to fill, and we we know how important a goalkeeping uh, position is. So that was a terrific signing for him. I think Richard Tate. Um, has come in and then one or two um, you know, well. up front yeah. Fraser two Marcus Fraser yeah. so aye it'll be good look I think St Mirren will cause problems tonight look I, I, I think in the end it'll be fairly comfortable for Rangers but you know bearing in mind that the schedule that's been through when you hear Frank Lampard last night saying about Chelsea mm-hmm. against Wolves you can see his players looking leggy you know at some point you know Rangers will get and it's just that mentality that, that drive to keep going through and that's probably why just like for example okay Morelos can't be considered for tonight but maybe it's a blessing in terms of could you bring things. somebody else in because he was looking low in confidence anyway so it makes the manager's mind up for him he has to do something different tonight in the forward areas it'll be interesting to see what he comes up with Chris is that one of the differences with Rangers this season as well as Mark said up at Tannadice on Sunday they maybe weren't as, as silky as they have been they missed a few chances but the heads that aren't going down and they've got that confidence I think you're totally right there Alison that you know that the, Stephen Gerrard's been at the club for, what, three seasons now? And I don't think much has changed in tactics, really. Um, I don't see anything as much as that, maybe a little bit. But I think the psychological side has changed a lot. I think he's bred that culture into them, you know, that mindset of, you know, digging deep when needed. And mm-hmm. when you're not playing well, you're still getting a result. We we played them at Rugby Park. I don't know if you've seen the game, Mark. And it was nil nil, And the one way I set play, it was a penalty at Tavernier. Um, and the... In the second half, we were in the game, but we didn't create many chances. But they were happy for us to have possession. Um, where before, I think maybe they they didn't do that as much. But they were they were that was maybe a game where the season before where they when they were dropped points and it was a one-one. Yeah. Uh, then they get the three points. Likewise at Dundee United, um, where they score from two set plays. Set plays is crucial in the game now. I feel you know you, you can get three points from it. Um, by just having great delivery and whether it's a corner or from a deep cross or whatever Rangers certainly have that in abundance haven't they and it was interesting to see what's, what Stephen Gerrard said there you know St Mirren have a new challenge from where it's a you know a defensive block when we play them obviously we do play with a little bit of a defensive block and they seem to have went a little bit longer mm-hmm. at the beginning you know they, they, they played you know with a Goldson play with it over the top and you would have runners in behind or you would have a midfielder clipping it um, over our defensive line just to try and push us back a little bit more so I think you might see that at the beginning of the match um, tonight 01419511025 is the number you need and Alan and Aloha has given us a call hello Alan hello there uh, first of all can I pass my congratulations on to the happy couple and <laughs> just say to them that that's life just beginning for them absolutely <laughs> yep. <laughs> hey, a couple of things I would want to as far sure. as as far as tonight's game's concerned, I would have no problem. I would put it in the middle. I might play Jack tonight, but he's I still don't injured. See any changes? Yeah. Yep, Jack's still injured. Yeah, um, is that, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but, the, the midfield will be the same then. Yeah. Right? So, so you would be happy, Alan. We we seen Eaton having another opportunity up top. Oh, then. he gets better every time you see him. Eh? You know, I mean, there's it, it's a. I mean, the difference between us this season and last season when we were struggling, and even when Defoe came in, we still struggled. Uh, it's amazing. The, the difference is unbelievable. The only problem is we can't get to see them. That's the only thing. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing I was going to speak about yeah. was, no, a bit controversial. 
I mean, obviously we've got the situation with Morelos, and I think, rightly, he's received a, a red now and he misses a couple of games. But do you not think that Stephen Gerrard is due an apology for Claire White, given what happened with the Dundee United game at Ibrox? And he was given a notice when he said that if something similar happened, would it be different for Morelos? No, it turned out to be true. It was different with Morelos, because Morelos has ended up getting two-game ban. The United boy didn't get anything. I think when he made those comments, Mark, it was the whole point that he was trying to infer bias by those comments and saying that mm-hmm. you know Rangers would be treated differently. Mm-hmm. Now, Alfredo Morelos did commit an offence mm-hmm. at Tanadice mm-hmm. on Sunday. So can you take both these incidents together or do you need to look at them in terms of the compliance of her shield, look at them as two well, you, very you, separate incidents? You need, to, you, need to, you need to separate them. Yeah. I, mean, I know what Alan's saying, but you need to separate them. Um, Alan, I remember at the time when I was on the show um, on a Wednesday night when the story broke post that Dundee United game at Ibrox the, the incident with Ryan Edwards and Alfredo Morelos and um, Stephen Gerrard was cited for his comments and I said that on that night absolutely no way should he be cited if you listen mm. carefully to what he says and how he words it no, I, I didn't think he had any case to answer uh, at all I thought his words were well chosen um, and well said you wind, you wind on, you know, two two months or whatever it is to Tanadice on on Sunday. It's a completely different um, incident. And for me, Alfredo Morelos um, let his manager, let his teammates, let himself down again on Sunday because okay, he, he didn't get a red card, he got away with one, but it should have been. And therefore, he, you know, Rangers were, were running the risk of being down to ten men. We we what. 20, 30 minutes on the clock, yeah, whatever, whatever it was, 15 minutes. So, was, yeah. listen, he, he was very fortunate. And it's not about that incident, Alan. It's not about Claire White or the SFA or the, who was the referee, Stephen McLean. Stephen it's about Alfredo Morelos and a season that's shaping up to be so good for Rangers. And less than a week before that, the manager saying it's been brilliant, we've not a red card this season. Then all of a sudden, Alfredo Morelos puts that in jeopardy. And he can't afford to do that. You know, he's got to be more of a team player and be more aware of what's at stake and not letting his manager and letting his club down. And he needs to get, listen, he's been well behaved for months, but he needs to get to get back into that, that mindset. And if things aren't going well for him in terms of front of goal, he can't let his frustrations come out by doing something silly on the pitch that's going to run the risk of a red card. You know, that, that that's what he has to get into his mindset. So he's very fortunate that it didn't cost his team um, on, on, uh, on Sunday. Yeah, no, listen, it's all about what he said, she said, you know, at the end of the day. What do you think, Alan? Do you think he should have got punished oh, for I, it? I mean, I'd, quite clearly. And by the way, I have no problem with Morelis getting two-game ban. No problem at all. Mm-hmm. But what all I'm saying is what he said at the time in the first Indian United game turned out to be true. And yeah, but, but that doesn't mean to say that Stephen Gerrard wanted it put to the test. No, Alan. <laughs> no, I don't think he went out and no. said to Alfredo Morelos, go and try, go and try something and see so. what happens. Yeah. But, I mean, everybody agreed at that time there was a nonsense for Gerrard to get cited. But mm. what we're saying is, but they did do it. Doesn't matter whether we like to say it didn't happen, it did happen. And what he said turned out to be true. I mean, we can't even turn the cloak back and have more chance of getting an apology than he has, so, you know. But no, no, that's fine. I just want to hear my point of view. No, that's fine, Alan. The, the problem is with Morelos is he's the sort of player that just plays off on the edge, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you do then? Do you take that 
out of his game. You know, you see him being stroppy coming off, etc. But it sometimes you, you don't really want to take that. Does out, he out need that player. in his game? That kind I, of. I think yeah. he does. Yeah, he, he just wants to win. He wants to score goals. Um, you know, you can see that he, he just wants to do well. But, but Chris, you must have been in the dressing room with players like that. You know, on the edge. But there's been on the edge of the, and it's and it's keeping mm-hmm. it under control. You yeah. can be on the edge without risking a red card. But I think he's improved this season. That's yeah. his first what? Red, red, is that his yeah. first instance. Right, when first was it last yeah. yeah. So I think that's you can't ask him straight away in the next season to do nothing. You know that's he's done it. He's kept his cool for a while, and this is his first. You know, back step. You know, he's to a step back. Sorry, uh, for what he's done. Yeah, and he'll take that. I'm sure Gerard will have a word with him. And let's see the next time when he does it. Is it going to be another couple of months or will it be next season again? Um, I just think Morelos is still an important part to play for Rangers. I think even Steven Gerrard said it himself. You know they're happy the way he's playing. You know yeah. they're happy with the work. He's not he's scoring, but he's, he's saying scoring. he's recognising yeah. Steven Gerrard. Saying it's about the overall yeah, play for him. And as much as people think he is underperforming, Mark, I honestly do think he is an important part. Yeah, what and they do. because when mm-hmm. he, when that name is on the team sheet and you see the likes of Morelos playing, mm-hmm. the, you know the centre backs aren't happy. Even though he's not scoring, it's still that creates space for someone else, like a Roof, you know, like a, a Kent, like an Arfield to score a goal, or even Tavernier who's scoring every game. You know, just because I think as much as I said he's not really changed much in tactics, he probably slight tweaks. And I think mm-hmm. one is the number nine coming deeper, and he is the one that's doing that. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're back after the travel with Stephen. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Clyde One Super Scoreboard here until 8 o'clock tonight. IFAB have made some changes today, including the use of concussion subs. We'll take a little look at that later in the show, but let's go back onto the lines. We've got Chris and Cole winning. Hello, Chris. Hi, how are we doing? Good, thank you. Um, first of all, just uh, congratulations to the, the new father and the new mother. Good luck to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, my point is, um, regarding also the red card with Morelis, now, it was a red card, there's no doubt about that. However, it kind of undermines the, the refereeing on the pitch. Now, the referee's seen it, he's deemed it a yellow card, but then somebody's come in and said, no, you're, you're wrong, it's a red card. Now, it shows inconsistencies with the referee and the compliance officer. I know the two fouls were different on the obviously same teams, but one was a re- they're both red cards. So where where does it stop? Where's the the consistency from the compliance officer and the referees, and where does it stop from the compliance officer taking over from the referees? What do you mean the two red cards? Two well, Medellin was a red card, and uh-huh. then the, the previous foul with uh, Ryan Edwards above the knee challenge it left a, a gash on his leg. That's that should have been a red card as well. It. <sighs> The compliance officer gets involved. If they, she thinks that there's something to look at, and Mark, you'll know this as well as Chris, it depends what the referee saw or what he thinks he saw at the time. So Claire White could have gone to Steve McLean on Monday and said, look, you've seen the incident back. What did you see at the time? Are you happy with the booking? And he might say, no, I didn't see it properly. And then Claire White will take a look and say, well, actually... It warranted more than a yellow card. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. Did Steve McLean not say he only seen certain part yeah. of it? So then that's when they take it into the. It goes to the compliance officer. I think that's well, what so you need. To, where's the difference with that challenge 
which was a red card, mm-hmm. should have been a red card, and the Ryan Edwards one should have been a red card. It depends what the referee saw. If the referee saw the full incident and said that he was happy with his decision, the compliance officer can't do anything. Yeah, so it's the referee's oh. decision then. Yeah. Who, who right. was the referee? That, that Was it Kevin Clancy, no? That Rangers and D-rated game? I couldn't can't, I, can't, I can't remember. But... Um, yeah, so what do what you think? You think there's some kind of agenda against Rangers, Chris? No, no, not, not at all, man. I'm not one of these people who thinks there's an agenda or conspiracy. Not. And see, when people talk about it, it's, it's absolute rubbish, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, the referees are not the greatest. And overall, if that's a nice way of putting it, mm-hmm. they do their best, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and I don't want that VAR at all. That, that would just ruin the game up here. Yeah, um, yeah. But I'm just thinking, like, so at what point is the... When does the compliance officer get involved? Do they get involved in every foul, or do they get involved in every booking or every red no, card? I've, I've just, I've just yeah. explained it to you. They, they, they have a consultation with the referee, with the match official. You know, whether it's you know the following morning, whether that's a Sunday morning or a Monday morning, whatever it may be, they have a discussion, and then depending on what, what how that conversation goes, and the compliance officer, you know, basically gets a green light to go mm-hmm. and pursue something if she thinks. Uh, that's appropriate and then obviously there's a there's a panel there's after a panel that that then decide that. if there's going to be a notice of complaint or not so it's not actually yes. essentially clear why she decides if there should be action then the panel of ex-referees yeah. have a look at it but they need to be in consensus it can't be one thinks that or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. Does that go the other way as well? So say for example they had a conversation the referees they got a yellow card right? Mm-hmm. The referee said they asked and the referee said um, yeah, I seen it, but I'm not happy. I shouldn't have booked him. He shouldn't have got anything. Does that get wiped away? Can't overturn the yellow. No, no. no do you know what can't. I mean? But like, that's why can they not do it reverse way and they can do it one way? It's just a bit, a bit kind of. Because then you're starting to referee yeah. most games. Sorry, re-referee most games on a Monday morning. So it's only for something that that, that, that specific incidents. You know that, that could be that's deemed, you know, something of a of a violent nature or, or overly um, aggressive. What's the the, the right the official term that they use when um, oh, I can't remember but, probably for the player. <laughs> but something that's like kind of overly aggressive that kind of um, excessive term, excessive force, force excessive force exactly right Alison that's the term that uh, I was I was looking for so it's along those lines um, Chris and, and, and some decisions you'll think oh you know they, they should have pursued that like you're saying with the, with the Ryan Edwards one L in the season others that they don't but no they're, they're certainly not going to start getting involved in every every foul every yellow card and as you say you're then you're, you're then basically having VAR on a Monday morning rather mm-hmm. than having VAR um, at the game as you say we, we, we don't we don't want that the thing is if you do get VAR though you don't then get compliance officer do you? Yeah. because then they maybe then go to VAR. Mm-hmm. sorry? yes Claire White has announced that she is leaving yeah yeah is there any word on what's happening with that? Are they changing it? A, a new person? There will be a new be? compliance officer, but we don't know who that will be. I don't know who it will be. Right. Well, that's right. It was just a bit, bit kind of... Obviously, I'm not in the, the full in the know, but you guys know a bit more. So that was my, my point in the call, so to try and get a bit of insight into you know, how things work and, and that kind of thing. So the way you've explained this, uh, fair enough. And to be fair, I think the, the couple of game ban will do me else. The world are good. Um, taking out the team for a mm-hmm. bit and take the pressure off my ear but... Folk are, folk are complaining about him being huffy and stuff when he gets taken off the park. When I played football, I was the same. Huffy and everything. He <laughs> so, getting taken off. Chris, There's a way to do it sometimes, but... Yeah. Chris, are you happy with the way Morelos has uh, performed this season? To be honest with you, um, on the most part, yes. He's um, he's become less selfish and you can see, like, 
I think it was um, the Arfield goal against Poznan. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. You can see the way that Morelos runs in towards the goal. All the defenders go with him, and it leaves me, uh, uh, Arfield with just a, a simple tap in. It's wee things like that that you notice, and that's how you can see. Obviously, he's not scoring the goal right, but we're not relying on him as much. But it's wee things like that that he's doing, and you can see all over the, all over his game. You know, we touches and we runs, and he's been less uh, selfish and he's been more of a team player. So I'm I'm happy with him. Obviously, he's stupid with it. He's still got that stupidity in him. Will that ever leave his game? I don't think so. Um, but I'm on the whole, I'm happy that he's performing. Yep. Yeah, his game, his game intelligence has definitely mm-hmm. improved in terms of what he does mm-hmm. for the team. Okay, he's, he's been highlighted on Sunday for you know something that, that he shouldn't have done. You know, for 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 being really really silly. Um, but that said, though, over the piece this season, you can see his game intelligence game on. He's obviously taking uh, the instructions from from the training field day to day and 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 taking it into um, a game. So yeah, he's not been on the score sheet as often. He's not been as prolific this season. I don't think there's any doubt that his overall game has improved. Stephen Gerrard said after the game on Sunday that why would he have to speak to him? Obviously things have changed since then. He's got this team two-game ban. Do you think it'll be a, a very private thing with Stephen Gerrard? He'll just take him to the side. He's not going to... You know, before Stephen Gerrard would maybe publicly say things about players or talk about their attitude and things like that. Do you think now he's more... I'll say that in private and I'm going to keep that to myself. Yeah, and, and I think too... Um, Alison the manager but I think the Rangers dressing room led by the captain James Tavry and, and by the way, I've not mentioned it tonight you just got to say what a goal that was uh, on Sunday I know you were there mm-hmm. uh, live yep. I watched it on the telly but that was like you know you know Messi right? that was something right out of yeah, La Liga I didn't want to say that but I was definitely up there in my top two yeah. uh, but aye, it was it was outstanding so just to mention uh, that absolutely fantastic from James Tavry but to get back to your point I think the Rangers dressing room's strong. There's four or five big characters in there yep. that will leave Morelos in no doubt as to what they think um, about it. And the manager will too, or his staff. But that's a strong Rangers dressing room. That, that, and that's part of why they've been successful so far this season because they manage things on their own too. Yeah, I, I totally agree with them. And that's a culture that obviously Gerard's, you know, breeding through uh, Rangers, uh, the mentality side of it. Uh, no, yeah, I think he will still have a little word, but you're right in saying that... I've been in dressing rooms where you have been let down by your teammate, um, uh-huh. but no so much so. Obviously, with he didn't get you know sent off, did he? So mm-hmm. you know, if he did get sent off, he would have been. But yeah, I'm sure Gerard will have a little word with him just to say you know just to try and calm it down a little bit. You're still doing well for the team, etc. Cash for kids mission Christmas. Now Christmas every year should be a time for families and celebration unfortunately for thousands of children across Glasgow and the West it's just another day especially after the hard year it's been. Now we want to make Christmas Day a different day for these kids. Now different means having money in the meter a hot meal or maybe a small gift and you can make this happen by supporting Clyde One's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas this year with J&D Pierce. We can't always make it a magical day but with your help we can make it a different day for thousands of kids. If you want to ensure your donation helps a child in Glasgow in the West this Christmas, please help Cash for Kids. You can donate whatever you can and go to Clyde1.com and click on appeal. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 
Chris Burke and Mark Weedy here with me, Alison Conroy on Clyde One Super Scoreboard through until 8 o'clock tonight. You can give us a call 0141 951 1025 or of course tweet us at Clyde SSB. St Mirren Rangers in the Betfred Cup tonight. We should get team news from there soon but let's cross to Celtic and Hatim Hamed looks like he could be close to a move away from the club. The Israeli defender struggled to settle in Glasgow since he joined in 2019. He's had injury problems as well, Mark. I think homesickness is a, is a big factor in this one. Yeah, there appears to be um, you know, two or three of the, the, the big clubs in Israel looking to take him back. He's got a, a good reputation in his homeland. You know, as you said, Alison, he's, he's been you know hampered by mm-hmm. by injury since he since he joined Celtic. But you know, I think when he when he did get into the team, you know, he looked tidy whether he was playing in, in central defence, a right back, and a right wing back. So you know, I think I don't know what, what, what they cost about six hundred grand or something like that. So I think over the piece has been decent value. But if, if the guy's got family problems and can't settle, then you've got to take that into account. And I'm sure that'll mean that he'll return to. Uh, his homeland at, at some point uh, next month. Chris, how difficult is it when you've got maybe a, a teammate there that is so homesick that he just can't settle? Yeah, it's, I've I've had it in the past. You know, it, people don't probably see that side of the game. Um, they just think about the player stepping out in the pitch and having to perform and why he's not performing, etc. You have to take into equation. Um, he's unfortunately for him, he's not settled in in Glasgow. Whether that's because of maybe his wife doesn't like it, if, mm-hmm. if he's married or he's got kids at school and try to learn the language, I know I would struggle with that and my family would. So, you know, people have to credit, you know, players coming from overseas and try to learn a new language, a new culture, and whether it's school or your wife try to get a new job and meet new friends. Uh, it's, a, it's a huge, huge factor in football, which probably doesn't get highlighted as much did you, you did you try to learn Welsh when you were at Cardiff <laughs> <laughs> only thing I knew was a raff which meant slow down on the road <laughs> there you go um, Celtic of course have this massive game on Sunday when you look at Celtic they've made the changes in the last couple of games bringing in Ismail Soro, mm-hmm. David Turnbull and they've done well they've played in the two games that have been victories mm-hmm. how tough a choice is it for Neil Lennon when it comes to Sunday does he stick with these players that have just come in mm-hmm. and, and done a job or does he stick with the players or go back to the players that have got them to this point in the Scottish Cup uh, I mean there's, there's four or five cases there you know uh, selection if you want to call it headaches that Neil Lennon's got the first thing that's the, the biggest decision is the captain does the captain start the game mm-hmm. um, for me uh, Neil Le- um, um Scott Brown um should be and I think will be the first name yeah. on the team sheet. I think it was Scott Brown that you know he, I said I watched Celtic a couple of weeks ago live uh, against St Johnston, and um, you know I'm looking at Scott Brown thinking, okay, yeah, maybe he's not the player he was a year ago, but he's not any worse. He's still inspirational, and there's two or three other guys in that Celtic team that that have not been um, singled out compared to the the captain. So anyway, I think for Hamden Cup final. Um, the circumstances Celtic still a bit fragile still a wee bit low in confidence I think he's the first name on the team sheet for the experience that he brings well I'd imagine it would be it would be Sorrow yeah. um, that he would leave out because um, the other thing I think too um, I don't know what kind of mindset Celtic are going to with but I think if Hearts score first Hearts win the cup I don't see Celtic um, coming back if Hearts score First, so I think with that in mind, you, you, you obviously go and try and win the game, and and you express yourself, and mm. you, you be as 
good as you can middle to front but you also need to give yourself as much much protection as possible but the amount of goals that Celtic have scored you don't think they'll score no, I'm saying if Hearts score first, I don't see don't, Celtic coming no. back to to win the cup. No, so I think very much you know you look at the Hearts team too, as we mentioned it mm-hmm. at the top. I think it's there. Uh, the goalkeeping position, I would stick with 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 Connor Hazard and uh, goals. I would play Christopher Ayer at right back. I think that's his strongest position um, for Celtic. And then middle to top, you know, there's three or four different options: Turnbull, Ellen, Newsy, mm-hmm. Christie. Um, etc etc but um, the biggest one I suppose the biggest talking point between now and Sunday at 1 o'clock whenever the mm. team sheets come out Alston is Scott Brown and for me I would play him and I think he will play I think he'll lead the team out yeah so obviously we played them there just on Sunday so yeah. and they did stick to what people were wanting to see but I do think Scott Brown will play and just to highlight everybody says that Scott Brown's I hear people saying that his legs have gone. People need to realise that there's so much to say about legs, but or speed. You know, I think maybe his speed's gone a little bit, but his legs certainly haven't gone. Mm-hmm. I watched him because I was doing running after the game, and I watched him, and he was first every single run, every single run he was first. And you've got young lads there doing running as well, so his legs have not gone. Maybe his speed's gone a little bit, but you need to remember that. Scott Brown's playing probably a little bit different than what it was when it was a Brendan Rodgers team. Um, probably it was a bit more pragmatic where he would sit and just protect. Um, I think now he's got the licence to press a little bit higher or play a little bit higher and try and fill gaps from other people leaving their spaces, um, which then may, might look as if they'll say that his legs have gone, but certainly his legs have not gone. He's still got a lot left in the tank and he'll have a lot of Big, big moment still for Celtic and that's why I think he will start um, in the cup final. I, I remember Neil Lennon going through something similar, mm-hmm. whatever it was, 12, 13 years ago when Gordon Strachan was the manager and I think it might have been Neil's final game for Celtic, a Scottish Cup final. Off, they? they get taken off and up the tunnel and a half. Um, so he knows what it's like and Neil Lennon had that, those accusations thrown at him too for the, for the last sort of couple of years. He's, all the legs have gone and, and Chris is absolutely right and Chris knows He's a year or two older than, than Scott Brown. Chris is still performing. You learn to adjust your game. You learn to adjust your training method, mm-hmm. your preparation. But you're right. To say your legs have gone is really a, inaccurate and, and, and unfair uh, to somebody. Your game changes. The only thing that's happened is, is age catches up with your time. But you've still mm-hmm. got it up top. You can't buy that experience, especially mm-hmm. in a in a cup final. And that will be taken into Plus account. Every, the Celtic players they all agree that uh, they've not all played to their maximum. So... You know, Scott Brown's probably is one of them as well. Yeah. So it's not as if he's playing in a a good team, playing really well, top of the league. You know, winning every week. Yeah. And then you could say, oh, Scott Brown looks off it. He doesn't. It's the whole team. Mm-hmm. You could say looks off it and underperforming. So for me, definitely Scott Brown is one still got a lot left in him. You said earlier about you know when you see a Rangers team and Alfredo Morelos is in mm-hmm. it. Is it a similar thing with a Celtic team if you see? A Scott Brown in it because you know the kind of influence that he can have in the game. Yeah, no, it's a good, it's a good question, Alison. And again, yes, if I see Scott Brown in the team sheet, I'm thinking, well, obviously I won't be playing against because I don't play central mm-hmm. midfield. But I think yeah, it's a tough one today because because you don't realise these sort of players, even if they're not performing, how much they they can, you know, dictate the game and they can stop their opponent playing well as well. So no, it's, I, I do think Scott Brown will play. I think it'll be McGregor as well next to him. Um, and I, the, if there's one person that will play, I think Turnbull will play. I was impressed by him when I watched him 
Because um, I've not really seen much of him since being at Celtic It was the first time And he was good He always looks for that forward pass um, Who's your front four then? If you get Brown and McGregor as your two Who's, who's, your, who's yes. your front four? Yeah so who was it? And so Turnbull one and so, three so others. The only thing is, is I think Turnbull needs to play because I think he links really well with Edward. Um, I think Edward likes that close connection with someone. Um, the one that always looks for that pass straight to him um, and played a little short one to us as well and get close to him. Like a number 10 next to him, he really, mm-hmm. really likes that. And Turnbull does play that central role, I think, more. He doesn't really drift so much to the sides of the pitch. He likes to stay close to his striker. Even if it's a little bit deeper, he'll come and collect the ball. And he's never scared to 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 want the ball as well. Um, I think he's got a great variety his game. And he loves to shoot. And he'll always score for Celtic. Um, I think he'll be, he'll be one of the ones that will have double figures and he'll be definitely one for the future. And I think he will play. And you're asking me who will play. I do think that McGregor and Brown and Turnbull mm-hmm. and Edward will play. Um, I think they're the definites that will start the game. And I think it will be the same back four. And I think Fringpong will play as well. I, there's been a lot of question of him playing at the back and is, is that a little bit of a weakness but I do think he has got good qualities when he, he plays forward up the pitch and Greg, Greg Taylor in ahead of Laxo yeah I would play Greg I would try and stick to the same team as what you know beat us I really do um, and I just think that Scott Brown will just come in for sorrow Celtic fans you can give us a call with your thoughts 01419511025 let's go back to Paisley St Mirren against Rangers tonight Andrew McLean's got some team news yeah I do and I could just give you a picture of just how bad the conditions are here because the Rangers team arrived they went down the tunnel to put stuff in the changing room they came back out and normally you see the team stand around on the pitch uh, to, to give a look they went straight out onto the pitch and within two seconds they were straight back up the tunnel not standing in that rain but the team news is out it's one change for St Mirren out goes Ilkay Dermis in comes Brandon Mason so Jack Annick starts in goal for them, the back five, Richard Tate, Conor McCarthy, Joe Shaughnessy, Marcus Fraser and Brandon Mason. The midfield three, Jake Doyle-Hayes, Ethan Erehon and Jamie McGrath with Denny, Dylan Connolly supporting John Obika. The substitutes, Linus, Flynn, Foley, McPherson, McAllister, Dermis, Dennis, Erwin and Jameson. As for Rangers, four changes for them today. Out go Barisic, Davis, Kamara and Morelos. In come Bassi, Zungu, Aribo and Itten. So Alan McGregor starts in goal. The back four, James Tavernier, Conor Goldson, Leon Balgan and Calvin Bassi. The mid- Field three, Bongani Zungu, Scott Arfield, and Joe Rebo with Kamar Roof and Ryan Kent either side of Cedric Eaton. The substitutes McLaughlin, Hellander, Barisic, Patterson, Hadji, Davis, Kamara, Barker, and Defoe. Wow. He's talk, he talks one. really fast there. So who, who's in? <laughs> <laughs> who's Zungu in for? Zungu will. For Davis. In for Davis. Right, okay. And Bassi. Bassi. Left back. Yep. And okay. for Barisic. Yeah, so Z- Eaton's up top. Yep. Yeah. 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 Kent, Eaton and, and Roof, Zungu, Aribo and Arfield. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, so Kamara and Davis have, have dropped out yep. uh, from middle part. Obviously, Morelos has dropped and out Barisic and, and Barisic has, has dropped out. So, and you listen to the bench as well that Rangers have got, you know, Hadji, Defoe. You know, it's a right strong bench and a real good, um, strong starting 11. Alan McGregor keep this place in goal too. So, um, yeah, and then you look at the St. Mirren team. You know, there's plenty of experience at the back. Um, They've went two left backs, which yeah. I thought, I thought they would do that. Um, mm-hmm. I think Mason's playing behind Tate. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's probably just to stop the shore up the the force off of Tavernier on the right hand side. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish Sun. slash football.
Right, do you think you can beat the pundit? Can you take on Mark or Chris and win yourself a signed ball? Joe came on last night, he beat Roger Hanna. So do you think you can do similar? 0141 951 1025 is the number you need. But you need to be quick because the lines close at 7 o'clock. Tackle the headlines. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Clyde One Super Scoreboard here until 8 o'clock. Chris Boy. Burke and Mark Guidi joining me, Alison Conroy in the studio. Rangers fans, what do you think of the team to play St Mirren tonight? Four changes, Bassi, Zungu, Aribo and Itten all coming into the starting lineup. Barisic, Davis and Kamara and of course Alfredo Morelos dropping out. And Celtic fans, who do you think should play at Hampden on Sunday against Hearts in the Scottish Cup final? Plenty to discuss before eight o'clock, but first of all, let's do this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. It is time for Beat the Pundit and we've got Craig in Sawcoats on the line. Hello, Craig. Hi there. How are you? I'm fine. Feeling confident? Always. Did you hear Joe did you hear Joe and all his colleagues last night? Uh, I didn't hear it uh, Joe had a little bit of help You could hear all his colleagues in the background shouting <laughs> to help him out But Joe managed to beat Roger Hanna So tonight you have got a choice of Mark, who would you rather play? Mark yeah, or Chris? I was going to ask <laughs> Chris I knew that <laughs> You know I drew the last time Oh see so You might regret it Mark, how's your record this season? Oh, no good. I think I've, I've lost once, possibly twice this season, and I, and I hadn't mm. lost about two years before that. Well, well. Chris Bates for the Kelly's, he's used to, used to losing anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh. it, we're on. <laughs> Fighting we don't talk. need to flip a coin. Right, well, let's flip <laughs> this coin. Heads, it's Chris, and tails, it's Mark. Tails. Mark, you're playing tonight, Craig. Good luck, Mark. Fair enough. <laughs> So let's give Mark some Clyde do. Thumbs up from Mark. So he is singing away to some Clyde two right now. So Joe, it is 30 seconds on the clock to answer... Sorry, Craig. I was thinking about Joe last night. Craig, 30 seconds on the clock to answer as many questions as you can. Remember, you can pass. Are you ready? Yep. Let's go. Which player has started the most Premiership games for Celtic this season? Edward. In what year did St Mirren last win the League Cup? 2015. Who left Rangers for Everton in 2012? Yeah. At which Scottish side did Derek McInnes end his playing career? Aberdeen. Who was the last side Hearts defeated in the Scottish Cup final? Pass. Who are Livingston playing tonight? Ah. Any idea, Craig? I've had a howler. Okay. Right, let's bring Mark back in. You enjoying that, Mark? Right. What did you have? Uh, Wham, wake me up before you go, go. What a tune. Good song. Right, are you ready? Yes. Right, here you go with your 30 seconds. Which player has started the most Premiership games for Celtic this season? Uh, Ayer. In what year did St Mirren last win the League Cup? 2014. Who left Rangers for Everton in 2012? Stephen A. Smith. At which Scottish side did Derek McInnes end his playing career? Dundee United. 
Who was the last side Hearts defeated in the Scottish Cup final? Hibs. Who are Livingston playing tonight? Ross County. Who were the last British team managed by Gerard Houllier? Uh, Aston Villa. Ooh. That was good luck. Craig, how do you think you've got on? I think I've been beat comfortably. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, let's let's have a little look. Which player has started the most Premiership games for Celtic this season? Chris, do you want to have a go at this? How did Mark get it wrong? They both got it wrong. Um... One said Edward, oh, Chris said McGregor, Ed. McGregor. Yeah. Craig said Edward and yeah, you said Ayer. It is Callum anyway. McGregor, so you yeah. both got that wrong. In what year did St Mirren last win the League Cup? 2013 it was when they beat Hearts 3-2 at Hamden. Who left Rangers for Everton in 2012? It was Nikita Jelovic. So Craig, you got that one right. So 1-0 to you. At which Scottish side did Derek McInnes end his playing career? Craig said Aberdeen. Mark said Dundee United. You know, I don't. I just guess. I don't even know who he's all his teams he's played for. I'd just say St. Johnson. <laughs> it was St. Johnson. Oh, is it? Yes, there it was St. Johnson. So we're at one nil, Craig, at the moment. Who was the last side Hearts defeated in the Scottish Cup final? It was Hibs. Mark draws level at one one. Who are Livingston playing tonight in the League Cup? Ross County. So Mark goes ahead two one. And who were the last British team managed by Gerard Hooley? Craig didn't get there. Mark did. He said Aston Villa, and that was right. So, Craig, I'm afraid Mark has won this one, three-one. fair enough. <laughs> well done, Craig. Well, well done. done. Thanks for calling in. Here, <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Cheers. Mark, you started off a bit shaky, and then towards Aye, the end, I, you just I thought because Yelovich came into my head, oh. then I, I thought no, it would be be Stephen Ace. Yeah. So, so when did that. when did Naismith join Everton then? Would well, it was been... when Rangers were. Which was 2012, no? I don't the know, same you know, year. Me, mm. You I want think, a stewards inquiry here? No, listen, <laughs> it, it's fine, but I'm just, I'm, I'm almost, I mean, obviously Jelovic um, went, uh, he, he was sold for what, four or five million He went to quid. Everton in 2012. Yeah, but I, I think, I think Naismith possibly went in the same year. Yeah, the two, the two of them played together. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I think Stephen Aismith jo- Anyway, look, it doesn't matter. You, you won anyway. Won anyway. Won. Yeah. You won I'm, anyway, so it's I'm fine. Sure. It's absolutely fine. IFAB want to go there and the football's lawmakers have changed some rules today. They've approved extensive trials for additional permanent concussion substitutes. So the trials will start from January in all leagues. It means that permanent substitutions can be made if a player suffers a head injury, even if all replacements have already been used. Now, to make sure that it's not abused, opposition teams will also be able to make a change at the same time Chris what's your your thoughts on this no, I think it's good I think we're changing um, for the better and it's a serious issue isn't it with concussion mm-hmm. we speak about and how serious it is and it can't be measured can it really if you think about it you can't go inside the brain and see unless you get a scan um, so I think it's a five minute thing is it not I think they have to assess it for five minutes or whatever I heard Neil Warnock talking mm-hmm. about it so it's a good thing. They, they, they get, no, it does. It, take, it takes it away from you. Don't have to make that decision there and then. You know, you can take the player off the field. Yeah, whether they can continue yeah, or not. Yeah, yeah, they have to go maybe to the back and be assessed more quietly where they can have more a fairer judgment on it. And then the player go on. There was talk about obviously is that an advantage, etc. That you could put on a different player of an attacker and a different formation, etc. And stuff like that. But having another team to make a substitution as well, I think is fair and it's a good thing to see. 
Yeah, no, I, I was quite pleased with the the, uh, the meeting today and uh, the things that were discussed and, and the changes that are, are looking to be to be implemented. Um, you know, pretty much right away and and beyond as well at future uh, uh, board meetings. So, yeah, uh, I think it was a positive meeting um, today. And 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 sorry, just James McFadden's text me to say and bearing in mind, I think James is maybe Everton at that time to say, yes, you're right. Naismith is right but Jelvic is always oh, right so also right they, they, they signed, in the, they signed yep. in the same year according to James McFadden and I would never Faddy never would argue with Faddy no. I would never argue with Faddy but anyway there we go just thought I'd throw that in does that mean you won more? you won 4-1 then? Yeah. does it matter? Burkies you know a win's a win yeah, you're right 3-1, <laughs> 4-1 you still won um, something else that was extended today was the extension of the five substitute rule it's been agreed until December 2021 Chris are you a fan of this? Um, I don't know yet I'll be honest I'm really unsure mm-hmm. if, if that's a good thing or a bad thing I'd, the only way you're going to find out if you keep doing it um, we played Tibbs at the start of the season and we were losing 2-1 and they made I think two substitutions very late on and it mm-hmm. broke the game up for us I mean, we were having a little bit of slight momentum uh, momentum in the game where it, if it's like four minutes to go or whatever and it killed the it killed the game for us. Um, so there is pros and cons for it. I know everybody speaks about, it, especially in this moment in time with COVID and that, and people a lot of people getting injured. Where you need more subs, etc. Uh, so I just don't know yet, Alison. I'm unsure on that. Mark, where do you stand on the five substitutions? Do you do you like it? Do you prefer the three subs? I I prefer the three. I have to be mm-hmm. honest. You know, when I look now at, at team sheets and you're seeing nine substitutes, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you can use nine if you want. Some clubs are still just going with six or seven, but um, I think five's too many in comp competitions for for yeah. extra time. Yeah, uh, I would I would bring them in, um, but for normal league games, I think um, three's enough. Maybe a happy medium's going to four, but I, I just think five's too many. 01419511025 is the number you need. And William and Craig End is on the line. Hello, William. Hello, good evening, guys. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. And to you. Final uh, back. Just to ask about uh, the cup final at the weekend there, I think you I think he will keep with the keeper. I think uh, the keeper deserves his chance, and I think uh, he'll keep the, he'll stay with Taylor. And I think uh, he'll stay with Turnbull as well. But I think the, the one that he'll probably lose out is Sorrow. Even though he's played really well, and uh, it looks as if uh, Callum McGregor seems to be playing better with Sorrow in the team, so it's sort of a I'm not sure about that one, but I'm sure I'd probably I kind of see him uh, not 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 playing Brown, you know. But up front, uh, I would like I like to see a bit more of you, Mikey Johnson, now that he's back uh, in the free again. Uh, maybe give him thirty minutes at the end of the game. Uh, it's maybe too much from to start the game. Uh, I'll probably put Elanusi on that side and probably Christie on the other side if Frimpom's no uh, fit. Uh, I don't know what the guys think of that. Um, no, listen, I said that I think it would be William where it would be similar team to what played Kamarnock. I don't see why he would want to change too much. I think you're right. I think Hazard will start as well. Uh, but I just think Brown will come in. Soro um, impressed me again. Um, when I watched him, sorry. So what's, what's I, I didn't see any of the the, the the game. What's in Sorrow's makeup? So Chris, what's he got? There's one thing that a lot of footballers try and do is complicate the game, and he does not. Um, I think to to explain him the best is I think he anticipates the ball where it's going to land very well. I think he's very good at 
um, winning the challenge and anticipating the challenge. Likewise, in the second half at the very beginning, for uh, the very beginning of the second half, he anticipated the ball and won it and started the counter attack for Celtic and they nearly scored from it. I think Fring Pong had the shot. And what he did after they won it is he just passed it simple, five yards to Fring Pong, and then he ran on and started the attack. Um, it just seems like a bundle of energy as well I was speaking to the, some of the boys that I know After the game and they were saying he's always got a smile in his face He's always looking to learn um, So I think he's definitely one for the future So as much as he'll miss out I think he'll be one that will take it well And he'll probably still play a little bit of a part of it as If Brown doesn't play the full 90 or someone else I just want to know what William feels about that Has he been happy with the way he's seen Sorrow so far? Aye, as I say, he seems to compliment uh, McGregor more. You know, McGregor seems to have uh, a wee bit more control in the middle of the park. He seems to, he seems to know that. And I don't know if it's, I don't know if McGregor's conscious. Uh, he may be playing maybe a wee bit ten years further back when when Brown's in the team. But it, it seems, it seems when Sorrell's in the team, it seems like he's a wee bit five years, ten years forward, and he's looking for the. For the for the uh, passes into Turnbull and into obviously Edward, whoever it is up front, you know. So I think uh, it helps McGregor sort of on the team as well. So it's, it's one of the it's one of the ones you think to yourself. Brown's been an absolute is a legend of the club, you know. So I just look at him. I think to myself, I can't see I can't see Neil Lennon uh, dropping Brown for the cup final. I mean, if if he win it, he should be the one that's picking up the trophy, you know. So. Uh, I think one thing, William, what what Neil Lennon will do and what any manager uh, does, you know, particularly just now when when Neil Lennon, uh, you know, every game so vital to him um, at the moment, he'll pick the team that he feels is going to win the cup. Mm. And if he thinks Scott Brown's the best, or Sorrow, or McGregor, or Shane Duffy, or Connor Hazard, or Scott Bain, or whoever it may be, he will pick the team that he feels is best equipped to win the the Scottish Cup. And you know, he will not include sentiment. In it because he likes Scott Brown, he's been a great servant. Scott Brown will only start the game if Neil Lennon feels that he'll be able to make the right contribution. Uh, and overall, and that's not just about your actual ability on the ball or how fast you are, or that's about the, the experience and the knowledge and the calmness that you can possibly bring to a team in a cup final when perhaps the manager's job's at stake. The Celtic losing Sunday, Neil Lennon might not survive yeah. that. And you said, William, that you would be happy with Taylor plays left back uh, rather than Laxalt. I think Taylor is, is is solid, you know. I mean, see when you've got Elanusi in front of you, I know Elanusi probably tracks back more than uh, maybe Mikey Johnson would, but I think I think uh, Elanusi can play in that number ten as well, you know. So I think that uh, I like Taylor there, and obviously I think Laxalt's probably a better player, which is strange to say, you know. He's probably a better he's better option there, but I I, 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 I like Taylor and. Especially on that side, you know, with Turnbull there and and uh, Elanusi on that side, I think Taylor gives you more cover than uh, what uh, Laxalt does. Yeah, sometimes it's not about picking, you know, the best players, the most talented players. It's about what complements your teammate in front of you. And I think what I've seen in Sunday is that Taylor complements Elanusi and mm-hmm. the, the Elanusi complements Taylor. You've seen a lot of Taylor, you know, passing to Elanusi and just driving past him um, which gave him the opportunity to you know drive inside because that's what he likes doing he likes driving inside he's quite similar to what Sinclair is you know people say that Elinus you know he was getting a bit of stick as well but he scored a lot of goals he, he scores goals for Celtic um, even though if he's not 
really in the game He can still make impact in the game By, by scoring important goals As he did there on Sunday You talked about how vital this game is In terms of Neil Lennon And possibly his future mm-hmm. as well Is this one of the toughest Team selections he's got to make In terms of the results that have gone before and mm-hmm. the Celtic fans were crying out for the likes of Turnbull and Sorrow to be given a chance. They've come in and they've made an impact. But then it's a Scottish Cup final. They're going to try and win a quadruple treble. Is yeah. he, in a sense, not in a hiding to nothing, but in uh-huh. some ways he is uh-huh. because he is, whatever uh-huh. he does, yeah, he's damned if he do, doing, damned if he doesn't. Yeah, because, you know, what you should never change a winning team. Mm-hmm. And, and you get that, you know, Sorrow, Chris was directly uh, in the same pitch as him. Um, on Sunday So he's saying he's played well Tumble's played uh, Very well but, So he's got, he's got Three or four big decisions to make The goalkeeper Shane Duffy is, is, Does Ayer stay at right back Does Taylor play Or does Laxalt play Does Tumble come in Does Shrimpong or Christie play But that's, good, op- that's good options Mark, it is, Because it that's, is good the, options. that's probably The one thing that you, The Celtic fans Would be probably arguing That Stephen Gerrard's Doing at Rangers Well they've got rotation And they say they never change A winning team Stephen Gerrard's just done it there Yep. You know, and that's what Celtic are probably looking for and wanting to happen more than now. That Celtic have showed that the so-called fringe pillars that haven't been given a chance of can win football matches. Now it looks like Celtic are a little bit stronger. Mm-hmm. So I would agree with you though in terms of if it goes well, uh-huh. fine. He's you know, picked if the it, best if team. If, if it, it doesn't go it. well, why did you change your team? Or if he sticks to the same team and it doesn't go well, so he's getting another sh- banner. You, then you yeah. should have, you should have played Scott Brown, or you should have played Barkas instead of Con- whatever way. What, put, put it this way: whatever happens, he just needs to win. But I tell you what, it's going to be a hell of a ninety minutes, mm-hmm. a real, a real tough one. And um, I would, I would rate Celtic 55-45 favourites, no more than that. This is Clyde One at Super Scoreboard. We're back after these. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Chris Burke and Mark Guidi here with me, Alison Conroy, through until 8 o'clock tonight on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. You can give us a call on 0141 951 1025 or tweet us at Clyde SSB. St Mirren against Rangers tonight. Livingston taking on Ross County in the League Cup semi is League Cup quarterfinals for a place in the semi final. The draw being made after that game in Paisley tonight. We've spoken a lot about Celtic and the Scottish Cup final on Sunday. Let's hear from Robbie Nielsen. The Hearts boss says the pressure at Celtic won't have any impact come Sunday's Scottish Cup final. The sides meet with Celtic just that one win from the historic quadruple treble. I know, I know Neil. He's, he's a fighter, you know, and he's, he's used to... He's played under pressure, he's managed under pressure, you know, he's had highs and lows. It's part of football, you know, and you, especially when a club the size of Celtic, that if you win, sorry, if you lose one game, you know, it's the end of the world. If you lose two games, you know, it's even worse, so he understands that, you know, and he's, we're all the same, we're on the same boat, you know. It's, uh, at times it can be a great profession, but at times it can be difficult. Yeah, but we've had it as well, you know, you're under pressure and you have to get results, and what these. I still believe that Neil will turn it round. You know, I think he's he's a, a very good coach. He's a winner. He's proven that over the last twenty odd years when he's been at Celtic. And every club has little periods where they go up and down, up and down. You know, and it's just part of football. So, yeah, look, you know, hopefully we can get a result Saturday. That's, uh, sorry, on Sunday. That's the main thing from our perspective. And I'm, I'm sure Neil will continue to keep fighting like he's done for years and years. I'll get to what Robbie Nielsen said 
in a little minute. But Mark, you're keeping me right. Chris thought he'd got away with the full-time teaser, but I will mm. give you that first of all. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Here we go. Right you ready? ready? 12 oh. players 12 players have played for either side of the old firm and also won the Champions League. Side of old firm. Can you Here, name them? Gravison also won Champions League. Okay. I, 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 I think I've had something similar okay. uh, to this. But anyway, uh, so I'll go... I think it's wrong because I think I've answered it. In the, the, Nuno Capuccio. Yes, that's wrong. That's wrong, right. Okay, uh, Basil Bolly. Yes. Henrik Larsson. Yes. Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. Uh-huh. Am I getting a shot here or what? Listen, when Andy Halliday's there, you've got to be quick. Right, Andy's, okay. and, I know Andy will be listening to this. He'll be right. He'll be right on it. He'll be shouting. He'll be shouting down Is the floor. Is Gravison one? No. Lambert? Yes. yes. Give me a couple more. Uh, oh, Stefan Kloss. Yes. Chris, if you get any more just now, you can get one more. I did have one until I just went a mind blank now. <laughs> well, I thought uh, I had one. And oh, 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 oh. What well, I'm pretty oh, certain oh. another former teammate of Chris's, but I'll go Dado Puzzle. No. No, with Monaco. No. no. Oh, but Monaco never won it. No, no. Well, I'll let I'm you think you've got me. five so 12 players that played for either side of the old firm and also won the Champions League oh oh oh, oh. no was he running up when he might have won it I think he did win it Who? Sergio Perini yes yes wow. well done well done that was that's one I thought you might not get so well done you've got six of the 12 so a bit of time to think about let's go back to what Robbie Nielsen's saying and talking about the, the cup final and the pressure that Celtic have been under recently will make absolutely no difference when it comes to kick-off at Hamden on Sunday. What's that? You, you're, you're too busy thinking Sorry, about this. I thought, I thought, I thought you were ready I to play, play a clip. So no. did I. I thought your intro was ready to play a clip there. Right, do it again. No. Come on, right, Robbie Nielsen. Right, Robbie, what, his interview there? Yes, what, what he said is he, saying that the pressure that Celtic are under will make Aye. absolutely no difference. Look, they'll they'll go there in many ways, and it's like a, for me, it's like a kind of free hit for yeah. Hearts. But that said, I don't think they'll see themselves, or certainly they won't take to the field feeling like a real underdog because you look at the quality of their team. The top five Premiership, okay, mm-hmm. Robbie Nielsen, top manager, Lee McCullough beside them. They've signed, you know, one of the best goalkeepers in the country, and and Craig Gordon, which is. Terrific, absolutely first class. You look at his performance in the semi-final against Tibbs and if there's one man that's going to be motivated to replicate that kind of performance against Celtic, given what happened to him in the summer, then it'll, it'll be him. Stephen A. Smith, Christoph Berra, Jamie Walker, Andy Halliday, our Clyde One Super Scoreboard colleague, mm-hmm. Liam Boyce, Michael Smith. They are a top team. Yeah, that's top. why I'm saying that they are, they are absolutely more than capable of winning um, on Sunday. And that's why I think if Hearts can score first, I, I, I fancy them to to win the cup. I think Celtic will win the cup, but if Hearts score first, I would fancy Hearts. I think the one thing is that you're saying there is that Hearts have got goals in their team, haven't yeah. they? I don't think it will be um, a boring game. I think two teams will will score a few goals in the game, um, but I just think Celtic have got a little bit too much. I know, obviously, um, it's a big task for Hearts, but 
and you're right in saying that Hearts are obviously a Premiership team playing in the Championship. Mm-hmm. I get that. Um, but in the same turn, you know, they have been beat once this season against Dunfermline. And do you think that Hearts will automatically go up? Are you seeing it that way? Yeah. I would think yeah. so. I'd be yeah. very surprised. Yeah, I would. I would oh, 90%. Hearts I'm just a little up. bit unsure only because of the, the less games. So if there's less games, you know. Yeah, 27 league games. Yeah, so they're, they're approaching a the halfway point yeah. already. There's. there's, there's a, you never what, you know think that happen. might go against Hearts? Yeah, I do. Right. I think because if you can... Obviously, when there's the longer the games go, uh, the more injuries, so then the bigger squads then come and push away. But I just think if Dunfermline keep their core players fit, I think they will challenge. Mm. Uh, I watched Dunfermline last night. I think they were They were. They, they were took decent. Johnson all the way. Yeah, yeah they were yeah. decent. You know, obviously, you look through their team as well, you know, from... From uh, from Dom Thomas mm-hmm. uh, uh, in the middle of the park, uh, boy in the middle of the park as well. Set a mid Kyle Turner. Yeah, they uh, caught the eye. Tommy Turner's boy. So um, no, they they were they were good. But that said, that I to be honest, Burke, I, I fancy Hearts to win the championship by double digits. Yeah, but over ten points to yeah. to overpass Dunfermline. Yeah, I think they won it by ten points. In ten, terms of Hearts as well, do they need to win it? First time as well. Well, they just need to get up. Yeah. Whether, whether it's through a, a, a playoff or whatever, but they just need to. They just need to get up. Um, Alison, you look at the. You know, we've just mentioned the calibre of player they've got, the calibre of management team that they've got. You look at the. You know, they're about to bring in Joe Savage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. a sporting director. Their wage bill is a Premier League uh, wage bill, so that's why they need to get up. Absolutely when, need to get up. The thing is, when they do go up, they won't really need to add so much yeah. because they are. Premier League players oh, they've got there. a premiership so they don't have then they can keep that they can keep that group and when you keep that group together the longer they play together then the longer they're familiar and then you would like to think they would you know be more successful together so that's another great thing with, that you know what Robert Nielsen's probably inherited as well is that he has got a great bunch of, of players there that can instantaneously go into the Premier League in terms of the Scottish Cup final on Sunday we've spoken about the players that Hearts have got as well and, and what happened at the end of last season, do you think they've got a little bit more fire in their belly and a little bit more fight going into this cup final because of the relegation and everything the that went with it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Craig, Craig uh, Levine, you know, put it out there, uh, laid it bare. Mm-hmm. Uh, he felt that, that that you know Celtic were instrumental in the the decision process um, that, that took place. He put that out into the the public domain, um, and he was part um, of Hearts um, at, at times. So he was probably he's giving you an inside feeling. Uh, Ten Castle at that point, and and you know I think one or two players have have mentioned that Stephen A. Smith um, has mentioned that yeah. maybe not specifically directed at Celtic, but just in general the way things um, uh, were handled. So look, I think well, Burke will know a lot better than me, but I'm sure when players take to the pitch, it doesn't really yeah. come into their thing. It's mm-hmm. just about beating the guy in front of you and trying to win the cup. But and the build up to it, you know, it, yeah, it does that team talk? Mind. Yeah, does that team talk help? And in, in circumstances that have gone before, do, does it fire you up? Does it help a little bit? Uh, for me, I don't think it would really bother me that much. Um, I would just want to solely win the cup, and however, however, however it's done, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, that that's in the past now. Obviously, it's a terrible thing that happened to them, and and you could argue if it was if it was the right thing or the wrong thing. But I think now they're just focused on the achievement and how they got there. Um, and now that they're just one step away to to winning it, I don't think. Maybe it might be the team talk before the game by the manager or whatever, but or some of the players I'm unsure. But I don't think it will be a, a real factor on the result or the performance of the players. How big a factor is Craig Gordon in this game on Sunday? Uh, but 
for me, Craig Gordon's a potential match winner. You know, I, I always state the importance of goalkeepers. Yeah, for me, it's very important. And like I said, you know, the way Celtic handled the goalkeeping situation, I think, set a kind of negative tone for what's happened mm-hmm. to them um, this season. Um, so Craig Gordon, he is capable of being a match winner. You Sunday. always want to do well against the team you were at as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just that always happens, doesn't it? But and you'll maybe try and prove a point to say, yeah, you should have kept me, etc. And but you know, he's no matter who he's been at, he's been great, hasn't he? And I think he was a major factor in getting to the final, wasn't he? When I think he saved the penalty f- um, against Hibs yep. that they played. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm I'm not sure about that. So he's a great save in the first half. Yeah, I think that an outstanding half. save. Yep. Yep. So um, no, it was. It'll be. It, Listen, he, do, he won't want to be a major factor in the in the game because he'll want to be quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just, he won't be, I don't think, just with the quality of players that Celtic have. But I think um, he'll be happier if he sees the likes of Boyce and Naismith taking um, the name from him. 01419511025, Thomas and East Kilbride's given us a call. Hello, Thomas. Hello, y'all. How are you doing, hon? Good, thank you. Merry Christmas to you. And to you. Uh, first question I want to say uh, before I speak to you is just I want to say hello to my girlfriend who's actually listening upstairs. Okay. That's nice. Uh, right. What's her name? She got a name, Thomas. Go <laughs> <laughs> uh, call her. Her name's Riona. Give her a name. Her name's Riona. Riona. There you are. There you are, Riona. We've got you a mention. <laughs> right. Uh, my first question is uh, if Celtic loses this game on Sunday, then he'll still have a job. On Monday. Uh, well, I, th- I think the Celtic um, statement uh, last week or the week before, whenever it was, um, kind of stated that Neil Lennon's got you know basically up until the end of the Rangers game, and then it would be uh, reviewed. Mm-hmm. But I think that had to include like you know victories um, in the games leading up to to, to the Rangers tie, particularly in the, in the other um, league games, because the Celtic don't win the league games before they go to Ibrox. It's kind of irrelevant anyway. Yeah. So you've got to win those games. Um, if Celtic don't win the cup in in Sunday, I, w- I would find it. I think it would be very very hard for Neil Lennon uh, to survive um, a defeat um, on Sunday. Right. I think part of this um, probation period, if you want to call it that, is you know like winning the cup, and I think that's why the board, why Dermot Desmond, is stuck by him as well, is because he feels that Neil Lennon has the right to try and earn the, mm-hmm. the, the chance to be a quadruple treble winning uh-huh. um, manager and I can totally um, understand that what do you think William what would you like to see Thomas oh sorry Thomas sorry well well if he doesn't want it do you think he'll resign himself or will, will uh, Desmond Desmond step in and take a step well first of all a manager should never resign no. in my opinion never resign you know, I've got a contract there and um, it's up to you know, something to be sorted out. So managers don't resign now and, and quite rightly so. If if, uh, if the board want to make a change on any, under any circumstances, um, then fine, that's up to them. But a manager has a contract and he shouldn't resign, he should be paid up. I, I, I don't... I, looking at a player's point of view, people were saying that maybe the Celtic players, some of them aren't playing for Neil Lennon, etc. Mm-hmm. It didn't look like that to me when we played them on Sunday. Um, obviously it's a results based based business um, I still think he'll win the job no matter what happens in the cup final and I think he deserves that right as well he spoke a lot about you know maybe he needs to try and change the culture of the football club um, the players and whatever mentality wise and 
you know, he's done it as a football player and he's done it as a, a first time as a manager. Uh, and I think he's still trying to get that back to what it was and what he feels needs to be to be successful again is, is for Celtic. Um, obviously at this moment in time they're, they're sitting at second but you know that takes time Mark it does I said it before culture takes time if you want to breed culture and if you just look at the other side you know Stephen Gerrard's been given time and look at the success now that they've got Yeah. Um, so as, as much as you ask for a replacement you know who then does fill oh, that gap Bucky, you know? I, I totally get that and, and, and I've said that you know for, for Neil Lennon I feel for him as, as a human being. I think some of the treatment that, he, that he's had from from the, the a certain section of Celtic supporters has been has been absolutely horrible. Um, and as a human being, I, I feel for him. But we know, rightly or wrongly, and a lot of the time it's actually wrong. But a manager carries a can. You can't sack eight, ten, twelve players, but you can sack a manager. Yeah. A chief executive doesn't sack himself. A board of directors don't sack themselves. The manager carries the can, and, and Neil Lennon knows that. And it would be great, like you're saying, you know. Stephen Gerrard has had two full seasons without winning a trophy the chance to turn that, uh, turn that around you look at Jurgen Klopp first 18 months at Liverpool you know first year or so was was uh, was difficult um, for him so you look at things like that yeah it, it, it'd be great in an ideal world to stand by a manager and give him time to change it and give him another couple of transfer windows but the way things are just now and you see the reaction of the, the Celtic support towards what's been happening over the past couple of months then it's difficult to see him being being given that. Yeah, but then the next manager that they so-called want to come in, how much time are they giving him then to change the culture? Because he's going to want to have his own staff, he's going to want to have his own players, he's going to want to have his own philosophy. You know, and that doesn't, and it's showed and proven, as you just said about the matters there, that doesn't happen overnight. That takes time. Um, you need to think about it. The amount of success that he's brought to Celtic, winning trophies as a player and as a manager... He's just about to win another trophy at the football club. And just because he's out of one cup and looking like, looking like, as people would say, not winning the league, then then why is he getting questioned as much? That's what I would say. Because the fans are dry. The, the fans are driving, don't they? Mm-hmm. The fans drive it now between, seen the protests, between forums, yeah. protests, social media. You know, the, 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 although one thing that, that that's changed, the narrative, I think, has changed the past couple of weeks where... The anger, resentment uh, is more towards the board, a director at Celtic Park rather than, you know, a month ago it was all Neil Lennon. Now mm. the narrative um, has, the has changed, yeah. And it looks like the, the fans, as I saw today, they're planning to turn up at Hamden on Sunday as well, but not, Another protest. not to protest, no, but to, to actually to encourage, yeah, to applaud, right. applaud the players good. ahead yeah, good. of kick-off. Well, you, you, that's what you want. That's what any manager, any football player coming off a team bus particularly in a in a cup final you know that's what you that's you certainly don't want to be coming off a bus to be no, booed, uh, booed or jeered you know so yeah if you're going to go and do something like that then try and do no, it in a, in a Neil, positive manner yeah, Neil Lennon said it serves no purpose whatsoever and I totally agree with him because the Celts I hope obviously most of the, in, the intelligent Celtic fans out there the ones that weren't there you know they do have a purpose as well they have a purpose to to have to bring in quality players as well they they they're a they're a pool, you know. They, they don't want to see um, if they want to go to a club like Celtic and see video links of them throwing stuff and acting the way they're acting. You know, the the, the players, quality players won't come. You know, you want to do, you want to have quality players on the field mm-hmm. and you want quality players to come in and and they have the the Celtic fans have to serve a purpose in that as well. 
Thank you to Thomas for his call. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We'll back to St Mirren after these. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Clyde One Super Scoreboard here until eight o'clock tonight. Mark Guidi and Chris Burke are here. How are you getting along with this full-time teaser? Chris has been Buck 12 has been players who played form. for either side of the old firm who also won the Champions League you've got Bolly, Larson, Van Bronckhurst Lambert, Kloss and Perini I've got two you've got two I think I have you think you've got two get two so yes yes and Henningberg <sighs> great shout Henningberg brilliant shout okay right I've got three you've got three we just have two right now no we've only got one to get and we're struggling for the last right okay one. right of course, the De Boer twins, Frank yes. and Ronald, and the other one, Roy Keane. Yes. So we've got one to get. We've got okay. one to get. One. No, no, I don't even know if it's, it's a former it's Celtic player, former Rangers. Oh, well, just I'm giving Alison you here, try to get some feedback. I'm trying to think anything. if it's if there's another Scott apart from Paul Lambert, but I don't think was he in loan or anything. I'm giving you nothing oh, come right, on. Right, nothing at the moment I'll give you a wee clue later if I think that you need it um, St Mirren against Rangers is an 8 o'clock kickoff. let's go back to St Mirren are you alright Andrew are you braving the cold surviving ok fair and ok fair and alright <laughs> uh, the players just heading back down the, the tunnel after warming up so they will emerge pretty soon for this 8 o'clock kick off I'll give you a recap of the team's uh, Ilkay Dermos dropping out for St Mirren after that win against Motherwell. In comes Brandon Mason, a 5-3-2 for them tonight. Jack Annick starts in goal. It'll be a back five of Richard Tate, Conor McCarthy, Joe Shaughnessy, Marcus Fraser and Brandon Mason. The midfield three, Jake Doyle-Hayes, Ethan Erehon and Jamie McGrath with Dylan Connolly supporting John Obika. The substitutes, Linus, Flynn, Foley, McPherson, McAllister, Dermos, Dennis, Erwin and Jameson. As for Rangers, four changes for them from the weekend out go Barisic Davis Kamara and Morelos in come Bassi Zungu Aribo and Itten so it will be Alan McGregor starting in goal the back four James Tavernier Connor Goldson Leon Balligan and Calvin Bassi the midfield three Bongani Zungu Scott Arfield and Joe Aribo with Kamara Roof and Ryan Kent either side of Cedric Eaton the substitutes McLaughlin Hellander Hadji Defoe Davis Patterson Kamara Barker and Barisic the referee for this one is Andrew Dallas and you think it'd be a big chance to impress for a few players tonight as well Cedric Eaton will be playing through the middle in place of Morelos he'll want to show Steven Gerrard he's got what it takes to stay in that starting lineup. that Rangers midfield rotates a lot as well Bongani Zungu in from the start he'll be keen to build on a couple of strong cameo performances but one of these two teams will make a big step towards lifting the Betfred Cup with a win here tonight Hibs and St Johnson already through Livingston and Ross County just underway in their game tonight and the draw is after this one a miserable night in terms of the weather in Paisley but one of these teams will be leaving tonight with a book eh, with a spot booked at Hamden kickoff is at 8 o'clock Thank you to Andrew. Yep, an eight o'clock kickoff, St Mirren against Rangers. We've been through that team. I thought the weather had improved, but then you heard the wind swirling. The pair of you, your faces, you can just see that you're both I trying know. to get no, us. I, I, I thought I had it, but I've not. I've no. not. I thought I, th- I thought it was Andrew Kincelskis, but it's no, not. No. Then I thought Craig Bellamy. No. But it's not. No, I don't know. I've just. I'm, try- I'm, I'm, I'm trying I'm to think. Experienced at this. I'm trying to think if it's if it's as far back as. Walter's time when you know yeah. your, your Perini's and your Gascoigne's and your Loudrop's it's no Brian Loudrop no um, we're coming in so if you're going back about 25 
years ago, but oh, was it Dick Advocat's time? Was it Martin O'Neill's time? Oh. Difficult. Let's go back on to the cliches. You were there. See if it's one of big Alex players because Alex signed two or three experienced boys on loan. Just wondering if it's I hope Emerson. It's, it's not Emerson, is it? No. no. I hope it's not a player that I've played with. <laughs> I hope it's somebody that I was just like, I would have never got that. I think it might be. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if it's a Scotsman. No, it's not a Scotsman. No, no, no. Okay, okay. Right. right. While well, you have a little thing, let's go back onto lines. We've got Andy and Finiston. Hello, Andy. How you doing, guys? Okay, hi. Good, thank you. Hi, first thing I want to congratulate Gordon. He's right for his first win. That's absolutely brilliant. He must be over the moon. Yeah. Uh, that's I'm just talking about the game tonight. I, uh, I'm not worried about the changes because this, the way we've got this squad we've got in is uh, we can make day five, six, no bother. And I heard Chris say in the pitch is one of the best he's played on. So that, that'll sort of been to a tee, I think, even though it's about windy and wet. Uh, I was trying on a Sunday I was going to ask you boys She might only This would be maybe that pick only concern with Rangers Is she sometimes with cross balls We seem to struggle a wee bit To defend Because you know, Benfica They get two against us And the United get one I'm Probably I'm not picking I, mean, I know the defence is good But what do the boys think about that We can maybe do better To stop the crosses coming in Well Andy the, the, you're, you're right in saying that But What I would say is and what I would call is, is allowable weaknesses where Rangers are so strong in the sides like a Tavernier and Barisic attacking then you're going to have to allow weaknesses to happen in the team and that is obviously coming from then crosses so you're going to have to accept and allow the weaknesses and then it's just how you defend it from there and the goal and against Dungeon United it was a fantastic cross, you know, I'm a wide player myself. The boys take a great first touch. Tavernier's just not got an, got his leg out quick enough just because of the touch. And the crosses came in very deep. They've defended very well. It's away at the back post and the boys finished it um, excellently. I, did, I, just, I, just, I know I'm not picking here, I know it's hard to stop. Because uh, you know, I, I had Alan McCoy saying, he heard the other shouting, stop the cross, stop the cross. And I know you're saying that. Yep. The fullback to get up and it's hard for them sometimes. So maybe it's just a wee thing. That I, I think even James Tavernier said in the papers, he said we need to work on that to try and stop no mere cross balls coming in. Yeah, well, I actually heard Stephen Gerrard shouting that in the Poznan game as well. Uh, stop the cross, and you seen that. Then the the boy nearly scored first half, didn't he? Uh, we oh, had a great great chance to header it in coming for the the right hand side, but. I wouldn't be too worried about it if I'm honest. You know, the, the team's playing really well, and that. And like every team, they have certain flaws. Um, I think now that he's are he's are happy the way Rangers are playing. That that you do nitpick a little bit, and I think you are nitpicking a little bit. I am. I probably am. Sorry about that. No, I'm delighted the way we're playing. We've been playing some great football. You can That's the best football we've been playing for years and years and years. We just look that strong all over the park, you know. Uh, and I, I thought he may have started with the four tonight, but I wasn't really bothered. Who he started with Because the three of them I'll get you goals So what are you saying The score will, the score will be The night in Andy Well See to be honest I'm going for like a, Maybe A three nothing Four nothing something I really am I think we'll, well, I think we'll be okay tonight I really do And I can see us Scoring some goals again Yeah Well I, I don't I actually disagree I think I think it'll be A really tight game tonight Do you see St Mirren scoring They haven't scored yeah, Against Rangers And Stephen Gerrard Took over, but you think tonight? Yeah, I just, I just think, I think Rangers have, have had a, a nearly, nearly passed the test 
um, if, if I was looking at this block of games that they had, they had like four away games out of five. Um, mm-hmm. And this is the last away game to pass the test. And if they do pass it, then they can look to the next block. You know, they had tough times, you know, but they did it successfully. They rotated well as well. Um, but I just think it will be a tight game. I think there's a lot to be played for and St Murn maybe aren't getting enough credit as what, what they should be getting. Um, that happens a lot in football and Scottish Scottish game as well, especially, you know, you be always talk about Celtic Rangers and I think we have to show a little bit of respect to St Murn. I do think it will be a tight game. Um, I, again, St Mirren scoring the, like their top goal scorer. I think scored like five goals in total, and it'll be uh, I think mm-hmm. two is the max in the league, so it will be difficult for scoring goals. Uh, but I do think it won't be it won't be a four 0 game. Mark, you said earlier tonight that you see Livingston beating Ross County. They have scored already. They scored in the fourth minute. Craig Sibbald scores in a controversial, potentially offside goal. Mm-hmm. So that is how that game has started. Kickoff has been delayed at St Mirren. Mm-hmm. I don't know for how right. long, but I've just been told. Well, no, this is why I'm wondering why kickoff <laughs> has been raining? delayed. So I'm waiting to find out why it's been delayed. So how are you getting on with this final um, I, I, I'm, name? I'm, I'm, I'm reluctant to say it, but I think I need a clue. Right. Well, I'm going to go to Andrew quickly at St Mirren while you have a little think. Andrew, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be a slight delay in kickoff because Andrew Dallas, who was scheduled to be the referee for this game, we have been told is no longer the referee. So fourth official David Dickinson will take over in the middle and I think the delay will just be a case of uh, working out who is exactly going to be the fourth official for this game now. So Andrew Dallas no longer the referee. David Dickinson will take over and kickoff slightly delayed in Paisley. Okay, thank David you Dickinson. to Andrew. He looks nervous. Don't. Was he not doing real deal, no? Yeah, that's why he's been drafted in as well. <laughs> I like, I like that program. So a slight, oh, a slight delay. What, what a me tan. Much, I've, um, I've got that in record. It's brilliant. Right, oh. We're running out of time. Right, How anyway, are you getting on? I don't know. I'm, I'm you played with him. Oh, oh no. <laughs> no. Right, nationality. What are you up, Dallas? Come on, come on. You were played with him for a season. Maybe one, two. He's Portuguese. Don't know. Emerson Capucho Who was the other one? Um, give us an initial Who did he sign from? PM Pedro Mendes Pedro oh, Mendes yes, Is the last one I So that, that Is the 12 I thought when I said That you played with them You might Might I have thought know, it I didn't know he won the Champions League yeah. There you go. There you go. You've learned something new tonight. We didn't talk in the dressing room enough, did we? We didn't get on. I forgot he played with the Debord twins. That is about it for tonight. Thank you to you all for listening. Thank you to you for calling in. League Cup quarterfinals tonight. The draw after the Rangers game, which kicks off soon. A slight delay there. Thank you to you all. Andrew McLean's here tomorrow night with Gordon Deal and Mark Wilson. Mm